You're listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray the message will encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now, let's tune in. Today, I'm going to jump right in to the scripture. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 13. We're going to be in verse 33. I've got a couple of supporting scriptures. Uh, But this kingdom business is setting me on fire day after day. We're having a prolific change. We're having a a change in the body of our church. You see, in the last few weeks, we have gone from milk to something mixed up like a meaty milkshake. The Bible talks about going from milk to meat. And we are transitioning as a body of believers into some of the deeper things of the kingdom of God. And I think you're ready. I think you're ready. We say, well, Josh, this is my first week at Hope City. You know what? God brought you here when he brought you here for a reason. So I believe you as well will be able to absorb the goodness of God from the scripture today. And we are going to see a powerful change in the entire body of Christ because of the meat. Babies uh, grow the way they grow because of milk. How many mamas out there would say amen to that? Uh, How many babies would say amen to that? (laughs) Milk does the body good, right? Babies in here right now with milk mustaches. Praise God for it. But something changes. God allows us to grow teeth before we're ready for meat. In the natural, we see a picture of the supernatural. That there is a preparation of the human to digest more difficult things. It's the same way in the spirit. There's a development that's taking place in the body. You're growing teeth. You're getting deeper. You're you're understanding deeper principles. And I'm celebrating that. Here we are going into our sixth month and you're ready for meat. And I praise God for that. I praise God for that. We're going somewhere. Can I tell you, I don't care how many people are in the seats. We've got to always be careful to consider the, the, the guest, consider the person's here for the first time. But we also have to consider the deeper understanding of the Lord. We have to understand that there are those people uh, that must eat meat to be sustained. Carnivores spiritually, amen. And today I want to feed you some meat from God's word. It's a little bit deep, but like I said, I think we'll all get there. The first thing I want to recap with you are the three words. Uh, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. I've prayed on this a lot this week. I have meditated on this a lot. Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Knowledge is simply this. It's information. So by knowledge, put information. We did this last week. I'm going to make an amendment this week. After understanding, I want you to write comprehension. Comprehension. After wisdom, I want you to put down application. Application. This is milk to milk, meat, shake to meat. When a baby drinks milk, we expect it to grow, but we don't expect a lot out of it. As they get a little older, you know, if you're you're in our home, my mom starts feeding our children mashed potatoes at about three days old. That baby needs something thick. 
Y'all, y'all got them country mamas? That baby wants some gravy. <laughs> My mama is a force-feeding son of a gun, boy. She'll choke a kid down a milkshake, something gravy, mashed potatoes. Come on, somebody. I'm, fitting, I'm ready to eat already for lunch. Um, but my mom all the time would, uh, long before me and Wendy were comfortable with it, mind you, and I hope she hears this podcast, uh, she would give our kids mashed potatoes when you would be certain they were going to choke to death on mashed potatoes. But you know what? They never did. You know what they always did? They'd gum on them for a minute. Where's that spoon? they start looking for that spoon. They want that mashed potatoes. Why? Because there's a natural progression to life that desires deeper things that desires more sustenance, that desires some, something that will stick to your bones, both physically but also spiritually. And so I want you to understand these three steps. The knowledge is the milk. You can sit in church every single week and get information. You don't have to do anything with it. It's just milk. You just drink it. It's enough to sustain you, you know. But you're forced to get it from somebody else. Let me say that again. When you're a baby, you are forced to get milk from somebody else. That's why I've got to get you off the milk as soon as I can. I need you all to shift over from the milk, the knowledge, to the understanding. The understanding, the comprehension. How do we get understanding? How do we go from just having knowledge to true understanding? It's called meditation and study. You have to get in the scripture. What I give you here should just set you up to study until we meet again. Can I tell you that my desire, and I believe it's God's desire as well, is for us not to just come in here and gorge ourselves on Sunday and then starve to death the next six days. It's a desire that I tell people all the time, if you fed yourself physically the way you do spiritually, you'd be struggling. You'd be a miserable rascal. Because so many people eat every day. I eat five or six times a day, man. I love it. I do. I like a good meal. I know you don't believe me and everything, but, but here's what I'll tell you. If I tried to nourish myself physically the way some people nourish themselves spiritually, I'd look a little different. I'd look a little different. You cannot expect to have spiritual strength drinking milk once a week. Mm. No, 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 no. Boy, you can't do it. So what do we do? We take and we get some sustenance from the scripture and we go chew on it. Monday, we open it up, we look at it again. It doesn't take a lot of time. We just look at it again and then we ponder it. We think about it. We, we marinate on it. We meditate on it. That's how we gain understanding. And then when you're really ready to stand up, you shift into wisdom, which is the application of what you've learned, which is where you begin to hold yourself accountable for what the Bible tells you to do. My prayer is that this kingdom series enlightens us all to a place to where we can stand up and begin to function under the authority that we have here on earth but we're emissaries of a kingdom that is not here. Amen. I want us to function according to the wisdom of heaven. Amen. So knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Knowledge is information. Understanding is comprehension. Wisdom is application. 
Another thing I want to recap with you is the access versus things. This completely deals with what I'm talking about today. Last week, I talked about access versus things in one of the services. So I want to make sure I clean this up so we can all travel together here. Access versus things. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, said it like this. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these things shall be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God. People think the most important part of this verse is how we get all these things added to us. Well, that's how you get all the things. How many times have you ever heard that preached? That's how you get all your stuff. That's how you get your blessing. Seek first the kingdom of God. Then everything else you want comes from that. Can I tell you when you really get the kingdom, nothing else matters. You can have things. But can I tell you, you can go deeper and have access. My brother has uh, great, great business acumen. He's very good business-wise. And there are people who try to get to his, uh, and into one-on-one meetings with him all the time so they can discuss business ideas and opportunities. And, and you know what's funny is, is they're doing that so they can maybe make a few bucks or, or learn some, get some things, right? But the truth is, is that because of my relationship to him. I don't desire the things he has. I have access to him. And that's the beauty of being in relationship with God and and understanding your potential in the kingdom of God is that you don't have to worry about the things. The things are a byproduct. My brother will give me anything he has. So I don't think about what he has. I never worry about what he has. You know why? Because if I needed it, he'd offer it. I think about the access that I have. I think about the access, and when I talk to him on the phone, I say, man, I love you. I want you to know if you need anything, I'm here. And he tells me the same thing. Man, is there anything I can do for you? It's access. There's a connection and access. I want you to get this. This is a deep kingdom principle that the more you think about it, the more your eyes are going to go crossed. And I love that. You're going to hit a bottom of this thought. And here's what I want you to do when you hit the bottom. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. You're going to think, well, I got that figured out. That don't mean anything. No, 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 no. I've been pondering this for years and I've yet to reach the bottom. Seek first the kingdom of God. It's righteousness. Seek to come into alignment with the regulations of heaven. Seek to step into the laws and the regulations and the standard of heaven. And then the byproducts just kind of pour out from there. But you're so focused on what you're seeking that those things are just peripheral. That when you look down and you need something, you just grab it and move it, but you stay focused on this. I need healing, so I'll take a little of that. I stay focused. I need a little increase to God to do what you called me to do. Oh, there's that. Where am I going next? Seek first the kingdom. It's access versus things. That's what I want you to understand. Access versus things. If you're taking notes, write down access. And then the alligator mouth, the alligator doesn't eat the big one or the small one. He's the big one. So I want you to put the alligator mouth, the greater sign going toward access. 
and then put things. Access is greater than things. When you can go into the throne room of the king at any time for anything, things cease to matter. And you have access. Are you grateful for your access today? Matthew 6.10, how do we gain access? Jesus said this, when you pray, you pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We have to loosen our prayer language, our prayer term. That means you quit talking to man about your problems and you begin to discuss them with God. Hello? Dad gum, hello? I said you stop talking to men and you start talking to God. Can I tell you it should be the other way around? You should go to God first. A lot of people turn to prayer as a last resort. That's like if there's a fire, you grab everything in your house but the water hose. Maybe I should throw some Legos at it. Maybe, maybe, maybe some Tupperware. Jesus, help the fire, please. And you got a water hose over here. Fire suppression system you can kick on. People turn to everything they can see in the physical and they never activate the kingdom. Dad gum, if you can just get that today, I can sit down. How y'all like my pink sweat rag today? Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Jesus said this, and I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Watch this, 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 watch this. Whatever you bind, watch me. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Why does that scripture not say whatever is bound in heaven, we'll be bound on earth. Because it starts with your dominion. It starts here, not there. Church, you are not waiting on heaven, baby. Heaven is waiting on you. Are you getting this? I'm dropping some heavy stuff on you a little early. I know it's early. I haven't got teaching just yet. I know it's quick out of the gun, but I got to get this understanding in you so that way you can chew. These are your teeth. You're about to be chewing with them. Are you ready to chew? Are you ready to chew? Matthew chapter 13, verse 33. It's the parable of the yeast. Are you ready? Are you ready? And Jesus told them another parable. So the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. Thanks, Jesus. Love bread. Appreciate the insight. I kind of knew how to make bread. Cool. No, 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 no. Jesus is dropping wisdom the parables, the parable, the parable. In Greek, it's parabole. It's the para, it's the writing and the bole, the throwing of truth. He's giving you a parable, an understanding. And so you've got to look through the words to the meaning. Here's what Jesus is saying. The kingdom of heaven has the characteristics 
and the actions and the nature of yeast. And the same way that yeast can be mixed into 60 pounds of dough, the kingdom will be mixed here on earth. You see, I've heard this preached both ways. Yeah, a little leaven spools the whole lump. A little bit of yeast. No, no, no. That's a different time in the scripture. This is Jesus saying the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. It affects the whole lump. Whatever yeast touches is changed. Whatever you touch will change. Whatever you touch will change. I wish somebody would get that. Dad, come and I wish you'd get that. Whatever you touch will change. Just me? Okay. Janice? You're changed. Just me? Keep going. What are you not touching that you need to be touching? What needs to change? What needs to change? It's not changing because you're not touching it. It's not changing because you're not activating the kingdom through you into that thing. What needs to change? Changed. That scripture says, whatever I touch, it changes. The enemy means it one way, the minute it touches me, whole different ballgame now. You see, I'm not like other people. I'm in my skin suit. I look like a normal human. But I'm not of this earth. I function as an emissary to the kingdom of the one true living God. And what I touch changes. Here's another little tidbit. You ready? What I touch doesn't change me. Dad, gum, that was deep. what I touch does not change me. Derek, who you hang around with should not change you. You should change them. Come on, somebody. You get this? When you really get this, I hope you can taste my frustration because I want you to get it. I want you, you can be electrified by the kingdom of God to whatever you lay your hands on will never be the same. Do you understand, church? Do you get it? Whatever you bind on earth will, not maybe, not should, not could, not if you touch it right, not if you, if you just touch the little pinky toe of it, not if you, no, 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 whatever you touch on earth Whatever you bind, whatever you loose, will be changed. Not just in the physical, but in the real realm. Man, had gummit. I'd mess around, take a blood pressure pill today. I just want you to get this. 
Holy Spirit, please just let people get this today. I learned to bake bread. Man, I can bake some bread. I can make one kind of bread. <laughs> Ciabatta bread. It's all I know how to make. Now, here's what's interesting. It's called ciabatta bread. Um, yeast is interesting. And here's what's very cool about the parable. Jesus is talking about yeast in its nature because he created yeast. Who can talk about what they don't understand? Jesus created yeast. And he's talking about the nature of what he created. He is talking about its intended design. If you spill yeast on the floor, it's just dust. Just a little grain of dust. If you put it in dough, it will change everything. Did anybody else just get that? My Lord, Holy Ghost, please open our ears, open our hearts, please. If you put yeast on the floor, if you put yeast in jelly, if you put yeast on a hot dog, just grit. But look out. You jack around and you put it in some dough. Gonna be some magic taking place. Gonna be some power being expressed out of the little granules. You see, here's another character of yeast. When Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is like yeast, a woman takes it and she sprinkles it into the dough. He says, I, I have sprinkled you into earth and you represent the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to sprinkle you where you should be. So that way you can be your most impactful. But here, I should just start preaching from down here. I like this better. If I'm called to be here, But I'm over here. I'm still yeast. But my effectiveness is over there. My impact is waiting for me over there. That's why I don't get upset when God moves a family from here. All he's doing is putting yeast in the dough. That's why I don't get concerned with a job change. All he's doing is putting yeast back in the dough. That's why I don't get afraid when life begins to shift. All the master baker is doing is he's sprinkling you in the dough. He's putting you where you will make the biggest impact. You know what's crazy about yeast? One little grain of yeast will jack a lump of dough up. You ever seen this? I'm talking about one granule of yeast. You're going to have a different product altogether. 
You take dough and you cook dough and you'll have something akin to a pancake. Tortilla. Unleavened bread. Thin. No lift. Now you have one, just one, just just one drop of yeast. Now the whole lump of dough can function differently. This is what scares me about believers. They, they send connect cards and they say, pray for me at my job. I'm the only believer there. Can I change your thinking for a second? You better pray for them people at your job. Because yeast has just been added to the lump. And things are about to get active. That's why sometimes you being around certain people stirs up the worst in them. They ain't used to yeast. Huh? Huh? I like being the way I am. This person is different. This person is trying to take things to new levels. This person is trying to take things to new levels of excellence in here. Why are you trying to bring the kingdom of heaven down to the kingdom of earth in this office? And you wonder why you don't fit. Baby, you wasn't designed to fit. You were designed to take over. (laughs) Yeast does not ask the dough's permission to lift. I feel like shaking chairs. (laughs) The yeast doesn't ask permission. The kingdom does not ask permission. We take dominion. We occupy until he returns. Let the world be shaken, but God's people will be on both feet strong. You hear me? Worry about the news. News don't apply to you. That's for the people that's tied into the world. You're not of this world. Quit watching this world's news. Amen. Go watch our world's news. It's called the scripture. Yes. Yes. See what it tells you you can do. See what it tells you the economy's going to be like. Can I tell you something? If people would read the word more than they watch the news, boy, it'd be some fat loaves just swelling up all over the place. It'd be some things just inflating in the spirit. It'd be people getting saved, people walking in authority. Man, the kingdom of heaven is ready to come to earth and it's waiting on you. So worried about the dough. But the dough doesn't like me. The dough don't have to like you. But the people I work with, they're just mean. Oh, that's because they hadn't seen you in your functionality yet. They haven't seen the essence of your father yet. Once they see the way you serve and love others, they'll have no choice but to love you. And if they don't, the Bible says, woe to them that return evil for good. Don't let the dough intimidate you out of your yeastiness. 
You have the ability to lift every situation that you touch. Whatever I touch changes. Whatever you touch changes. Whatever you touch. Whatever you touch. Beckman, whatever you touch. Pifley, whatever you touch. Whatever. Bobby, whatever you touch. Ray, you know this. Whatever you touch. Why? Why don't we just walk through life like mine, 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 change, 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 healed, 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 lifted, 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 changed, increased. You are not the dough. You are the. You're getting it. You're getting it. Jesus is talking. He's blowing the minds. These people are like, Jesus, what are you hungry, man? What are you talking? I can get you some bread. You really, how, how deep you want me to go today? Because I can go, we can, we can get to the. Oh, come on. Jesus is dropping bombs to those who know the law. Even in this. You know, the only other time we see 60 pounds of dough in the entire scripture Genesis chapter 18, when Abraham had three men visit him and make him a promise. Melchizedek is on deck. Jesus, before he was in the flesh, stepped into a skin suit and came down. And the minute Abraham saw him, this is in Genesis 18, go check it. He said, go get three measures of dough. Go get three measures of flour. Make these men some cakes. You say three measures, that's three cups. No, 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 no. Go look at it in the Hebrew. He said, you go get three issues of flour. An issue was 20 pounds. He said, you go get 60 pounds of dough ready because we've just figured out where yeast comes from. We have just seen our power on earth for the first time. Something has shifted. God is among us now. Something has changed. The kingdom of heaven has come to earth. Get the dough ready. Because the yeast is about to be added. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Genesis chapter 18. And what happened? God said, your wife, she's about to be more fruitful than she's ever been. Why? Because now she's walking. She's been touched by the kingdom. That's where we get Isaac. That's where we get the seed of Abraham. The first time, my God, I feel the Holy Spirit in me right now. The first time the yeast touched earth, it changed the trajectory of mankind. 
Dustin, whatever you touch. Youth, whatever you touch. Whatever you touch. Luke, whatever you touch. Now, Kesedek said, I appreciate the, appreciate the bread. But let's talk about a different loaf and a different oven. What has been dead, I will call alive. Don't have to settle for what's dead. Get it. Get this. What others accept as failure, you can stand in victory. Faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of the unseen. I have my faith. It's my active nature. I am yeast. I am not dough. The dough responds to me. I do not respond to it. No matter what goes on around me, I know that what is within me is different than that which is within the world. I have lifting capabilities. Melchizedek spoke to Sarah's womb. You're going to have a baby. She'd been infertile 60 years. Infertile. And now this high priest comes in and says, that's what the world is. Let me tell you what the kingdom says. The world says you're infertile, but the kingdom says there's an entire civilization in your womb. You see, she was looking for a baby. God was looking for a generational increase. Dad, gum, that's a series within itself. Please be recording this. Please be recording this. Get that. Get this. The kingdom of heaven. Yeast. Yeast. Can I tell you that yeast works quietly? It works quietly. Yeast does not hit the lump and say, Yeast is here. Yeast is not obnoxious. Yeast just hits the ground running. The dough knows yeast is in the house. Yeast does not have to make the announcement. Don't be an obnoxious Christian. If you're weird, quit being weird. You will not be effective as a soul winner if you're weird. Am I lying? Yeast, when it's sprinkled, it just gets to work.
and keeps his head down. And you know yeast is in the house without yeast ever telling you it's there. You can tell a believer has gotten bold because something just feels different. This lump don't feel like it used to. This, this school don't feel like it used to. This office don't feel like it used to. This medical chart don't look like it used to. This bank account don't look like it used to. Why? Because somebody is seeking the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness. You see, that's what yeast does. Yeast always lifts. How do we lift? We keep our eyes focused on the kingdom. We stay above the problems of this earth. How? Stay focused on the kingdom. I think I was talking to you. Was I talking to you about the blue crayon? Who was I talking to about a blue crayon this week? Dusty. If y'all know Dusty, you need to get to know Dusty. Great woman of faith. Dusty and I were having coffee this week. She's my sister in Christ. Thank you for loving my family the way you do. It means a lot to me. We were talking, and I said, you know, if I looked up one day and a blue crayon was what would keep my attention away from what God called me to do, the enemy would go buy stock in Crayola. And all I would see was blue crayons. If, 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 if all I had to do as your adversary was hold up a blue crayon in front of you and it got you to settle down, I'd keep a pocket full of blue crayons. So every time I see you, blue crayon, you're out of commission. That's why you have to stay above it. You see, if every time you get in a financial pickle, it takes your focus off of God, why do you think you're always in financial pickles? That is good. If, if, if all it takes is just a phone call from your ex and you can't stay in your peace, that hits some people. If all it takes is a, a chart from a doctor and you forget where your citizenry is, the devil has found your blue crayon, baby. I say get rid of all the crayons. Let nothing beset us from this race. Let nothing shift our eyes from the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. My alignment to heaven is everything to me. So no matter how crazy the world gets, I will not shift. According to the dough, I am the yeast. The yeast will rise no matter what. When it's adequately placed, here's another thing. Man, this is good. How much time, what, what time was it? Okay. How much time I got? 10.20? Dang. Sorry. I'm about to let you go. Another thing I found out about yeast it works the best with heat and darkness. Oh, 
Should I just do a part two and come back next week and finish this? Maybe I should. All right, so let me just finish this point and I'm going to throw you out. Where you think your worst experience is, that's where your greatest victory lies. Where you think death is, that's where the greatest victories are hidden. When you get to the end of yourself, that's when you activate into him. So here's the end. This is what we're afraid of. The end of a relationship, the end of a job, the end of our health, the end of... So we fight. And no matter how hard we fight in our own strength, we find ourselves being drugged backwards because the world is always pushing us, pushing us further and further. And, and we get to that point. And instead of looking up to seek first the kingdom, we start looking around. What can I grab to... Maybe I, maybe, 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 maybe I can grab another relationship and I can pull myself further from the line. Maybe, maybe another, maybe another few dollars will make the difference. That's it. Maybe a few bucks and I'll get away from the line. It's when you've tried all those other things and you're still careening off that ledge that you realize that your greatest victory is not here. It's here. What the enemy makes you so afraid of, this cliff, this ocean that you think you'll drown on, God says, keep focused on me, you'll walk on that water. You don't have to be afraid of what the world's afraid of. Yeast is most effective in the darkest, most pressure-filled moments. Can I tell you that God looks for those moments because it's in those moments the most people are watching and he can receive the most glory for his kingdom. So if you're in a moment today, if you're in a moment today and you're afraid, if you're in a moment today and you're scared, if you're in a moment today and the pressure's on, if you're in a moment today and you just feel the heat of life like it's going to bake you. Can I tell you this? You're in the right place at the right time because you are positioned perfectly for yeast to activate, for what is in you to activate and change what's around you. Now your only job is to not look around for something to hold on to that's earthly. No, now I seek first the kingdom of God and I come in line with what it says. What does it say about my health? What does it say about my relationships and who I should invest my time with? What does it say about my finances? What does it say about my family? What does it say about my future? I choose to come in line with that. I am yeast, not dough. Stand to your feet. I want to pray for you. Father, we love you, and I thank you for your word. 
Man, I thank you for your word. Father, here's what I pray. I pray that you would set ablaze each person in this room with a absolutely unquenchable, just an unquenchable desire for your word. Where, Father, they would think about it before they think about their next meal. That they would desire the meat of heaven before they would desire the meat of earth. Change us by your word. We'll give you the praise for it. Bless us and keep us. Be gracious to us and show us your favor. Make your face shine upon us and give us peace both now and forevermore. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. From the top of our head to the soles of our feet, I thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper. We are yeast, not dough. We change things. Things don't change us. Not because of who we are, but because of whose we are. Cause us to walk according to the kingdom this week. And we'll give you the praise for it. Bring us back next week with more wisdom in your word. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen and amen. We love you, we bless you, and we'll see you next week. For more information about Hope City Community Church, visit www.hopecitycc.com. Until next time.